who inspired you to start YouTube? Was it anyone in particular or? Um, definitely Sarah's day. Good evening, everyone who has tuned in to listen. This is Jacqueline White on the Chatterbox podcast, streaming on a multitude of platforms. I'm Joe, my co-host. Hi, everyone. My name is Elliot Oaks, and today we've got an extremely exciting episode ahead of us. We welcome a special guest whose journey so far is nothing short of inspiring as she starts to establish herself within the world of YouTube. So without further ado, today we are joined with Tia Dewitt. Gosh, that was quite the introduction. I have to live up to that now. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. Now, I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm super excited to, I suppose, learn a lot more about the life of a YouTuber. So how long has it been now, Tia, since you started creating content on YouTube? Yeah, so I started up my YouTube channel last year. I'm still a small YouTuber. I have only two and a half K. Try not to like downplay it because I'm yeah, yeah. proud of you know how far I've come in a year but yeah it's been a super fun journey so far yeah yeah oh that's brilliant I mean I, I remember when I, the days when I started my YouTube channel up in school and um it is really good fun and especially when you start gaining subscribers and you start getting that credibility online uh it just sort of motivates you to just keep moving forward doesn't it yeah definitely and to be honest I think it's the community especially that I feel like I'm building although it's small they're very engaging and I have loads of lovely messages and comments all the time so yeah really really pushes yeah. me on yeah it's good to hear you get a lot of positivity surrounding your channel yeah so to start off with then would you like to say a little bit about yourself and how you started on this YouTube journey so my channel is very focused around being like a healthy student health and fitness has always been a huge passion of mine um as well as kind of like healing your relationship with food I talk very openly and honestly about that about you know the struggles of being a teenage girl basically and kind of establishing that relationship with food in a healthy way and yeah, fitness yeah. and basically my boyfriend is a videographer and he would always go on shoots I'd come with him just to go along for the ride and I would love to sit and watch him edit afterwards <laughs> I found it fascinating um and I was never particularly like a creative person and I was always like an academic one, but I really wanted my own creative outlet. So I thought I may as well combine my two passions of health and fitness and then wanting a creative outlet. Mm. And I came to YouTube, basically. And speaking of academics, um, you're currently studying a BA in jog uh, geography degree, right, at Exeter University? I am, yeah. So I'm in my second year now. Oh, well, uh, you finding it all right? I mean, especially during the pandemic as well, it's probably really stressful, right? Yeah, it's really really weird at the moment everything I feel like my whole life revolves around zoom calls and just online lectures yeah um and yeah that's another thing that YouTube's kind of given me that outlet to basically the stress of uni work as any student will know right now yeah yeah it is difficult right now you know but also having a YouTube channel and having to come up with ideas all the time I imagine that's quite demanding on your creativity mm -hmm. so like how do you balance between doing uni work and creating YouTube content I definitely feel like my creativity with my video ideas comes and goes in waves. Um, mm -hmm. Like I've noticed that when I'm particularly stressed with uni work, my creativity definitely dips. Um, and anybody I think who's made any sort of content knows that I think of actually thinking of the ideas 
is the hardest part. Um, I love filming and I love editing. I love the entire process, but sometimes mm-hmm. I need to just sit down and have a bit of a brainstorm, to be honest. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I mean, you're, you're obviously, you love to plan ahead. I mean, I've seen your schedule. Do you upload Mondays and Fridays at 3pm? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think consistency is so key and it just keeps me accountable because, you know, it's so easy to get swept up in just the daily chores that you do, especially with uni work and everything that I think having a schedule really holds you accountable and make sure you do it. Yeah, yeah. Do you, um, do you, do you miss Exeter? Because I know you moved out uh, quite recently, right? Was it last year? I did. So I moved back in second year to my new house and then there was an opportunity for me to get out of my rent. Um, so I kind of grabbed that and thought because it was all online, I would come home. But I definitely miss my friends. Yeah. And just normal uni life like I really feel like I thrived in that environment so I don't know this year has been tough for a lot of people in different ways but I'm so excited to go back in September and vlog the whole thing. Mm, hopefully when you go back you'll be able to execute and plan a lot more content so have been following YouTube for a year now I'm right to say it's been about a year right? Yeah pretty much exactly yeah. a year now. Uh, okay because the content you create is always uplifting it's positive as well so I gotta ask how do you stay motivated to I guess, keep that positivity up. Honestly, it's the community that I think that sort of space builds really keeps me going. Like the amount of lovely messages and comments I get that say like, this really helped me, you know, Mm. stay on track with my healthy eating this week or this really motivated me in this way. That's what keeps me going. And I like to think that I'm naturally quite a positive person. Um, So yeah, I just really just Mm. want to be that person who shares it with everybody um but obviously i'm only human i have times where i'm not motivated um but you know you have to realize that social media youtube instagram anything like that it is a highlight reel so whilst i am a positive person there is also reality as well yeah yeah there's that professional standard as well because you want to make videos you want to make but at the end of the day it is the portfolio and employees are going to be looking at your youtube channel oh yeah i'm keeping squeaky clean (laughs) (laughs) you'll have to get like people to fact check it something like that for you in the future (laughs) i I, I used to have that um but obviously there's so much positivity uh, based around your channel um do you do you get haters or do you get any negative sort of feedback oh yeah I think if you put your life out on the internet you've just got to be open to that that's what you're going to get yeah and I'm I'm reluctant to say this because I don't want to spur them on but basically there's been this one person ever since I started my channel who within a minute of me uploading dislikes it for a year now straight and (laughs) you know as I in the beginning that really bothered me but I'm just thinking I'm living rent free in their head yeah and I just think any especially when you talk about things that can be deemed quite political um I've had comments about how maybe I shouldn't make comments on body positivity because I fit within the um I have a body that's accepted by society Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day you can't win either way you're not going to make everybody happy but I'm talking to the 99% of people who I know like my content and that get something from it. So mm. you really have to just let that 1% kind of go over your head a little bit. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who who are not who don't know our relationship, um, me, Tia and Elliot, we all went to school together. So uh, we sort of know each other from that uh, state-run school. Um, I think, what did we do? Uh, we did performing arts together, didn't we? We did, um, yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm trying to remember, did we do drama together as well? I no, I didn't do drama. I did um, no. performing arts, though. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's I right. can assure you, I wouldn't do none of those. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, Elliot. You, I'm sure you missed out on a passion there, mate. <laughs> My acting days literally don't go further than the Crimbo concert. <laughs> anyway, as you mentioned there, though, Tia, about haters, if anything, doesn't just spur you on to prove them wrong. You know, because you're right. As soon as you start putting your life out there, you're going to get criticised because your life goes under a magnifying glass. So in a way, does it motivate you to prove them wrong? I think it's more so people I know that I think are hating on me. I think a lot of it's probably in my head. I don't get many people saying nasty things to me. But I particularly remember in the beginning of starting my YouTube channel, when I was talking to the camera, in my head, I was talking to those people that I thought were going to make fun of me. Um, And as I've gone on, and I've had messages from people, and it sounds bad, because it's not as if they're validating me, but I've become more confident in what I'm doing. So I... Yeah, in a sense, kind of want to be like, you know what, I have got this. I don't really care what you have to say, but I definitely think the longer I'm out of school helps with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the other the comments that I get that are negative, they're typically just political. And, you know, I try to answer them with respect and kind of listen to them, mm. but also stand my ground. Yeah, yeah. Makes. Yeah, you you you, uh, you reply to a lot of comments. I mean, you're always trying to sort of... That's, that's the thing with YouTube. You've got to try and like... And sort of like a personal level, you've got to try and like keep in touch with the, the people who are watching. And um, it, it sort of keeps them... Because it's, it's subscribers is one thing, but maintaining views is another. It's completely separate. I mean, um, if people aren't liking your content and if they don't feel like they're personally connected to the content you're creating, then they'll just stop watching. Exactly, because I've got... I love doing vlogs. I love just sitting down and chatting to the camera. Mm. Um, but I have one video. It's a really random video. It's on hair products and it's on like 150K views. Yeah. Wow. But I have no Super relationship impressive. to that community yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. So I'm not going to try and make videos to go viral. I could do another hair video like that and, you know, hopefully it gets the same amount of views. But I don't connect with that content, so therefore my subscribers aren't going to connect with me. So therefore I don't want it, you know? I want to make content that's real to me and that gets really positive response from my audience. Yeah, I get where you're coming from, and it's fair, because if you can't relate to the content, there's literally no chance they will. Exactly. So what would you say then is your favourite part about having your own YouTube channel? Um, Oh, there's so many different parts. I love the editing process. That's one of my favorite processes. And I will just spend all night up editing one vlog. I think people don't realize how long it takes to edit these videos. Um, But that's a real favorite part of mine. Um, And then aside from that, like I said, it's the community that I'm building around it. My small but very engaged community. I just love, I had people coming up to me in Exeter which is a really surreal moment. Like me and my boyfriend were out for dinner and the waitress came up to me and she was like, oh my God, I watch your videos. And she started chatting to me like she knew me. Yeah. And wow. I just thought that was crazy. That's, I remember, so, I remember yeah. seeing that in your video. Yeah, you're talking about, <laughs> as soon as you went to Exeter, uh, Exeter everyone just sort of, rec- well, not everyone, but a lot of people did recognize you, right? Yeah, I think because my initial audience came from people who are interested in going to Exeter University because I did my vlogs there. I answer questions about it quite a lot. Um, That was more so in the beginning of my YouTube channel. Um, 
So yeah, I definitely did quite a few extra yeah, students yeah, yeah. follow me. Oh, right. So so you're doing everything online now, right? What, for uni? For uni, yeah. Yeah, all yeah, right. all online. Well, that must be like a completely different like change for you. I mean, what's that like sort of transitioning between doing stuff at uni and then just sort of moving over to online stuff? I mean, I miss just grabbing a coffee and walking to lectures with my friends. Um, I've got quite a few friends on my course that we all used to help each other out with the work and now I'm just emailing them like please send me your notes mm, that's <laughs> um, but I don't actually mind it I actually find that it's laid out very clearly mm. at the moment which I like it's kind of just like complete these tasks watch these lectures and you're good to go mm. so in some ways I'm liking how focused it is yeah trust being a student right now it, it just it just isn't it yeah. uh, but Tia some of your content does revolve around fitness how have you coped with I guess the transition stage from gym to home what's that been like I think that if you told me a year ago, well, over a year ago, because we're nearly a year in mm. lockdown now, <laughs> um, that, okay, the gyms are going to be shut, I would have said, oh, okay, I can't work out. And I have found that since doing the home workouts, if I'm traveling around, like I went on a few staycations last year, I don't think that just because I'm not at a gym doesn't mean I can't work out. So I've loved how adaptable it has become. And I've really found a love for body weight stuff. I love for Pilates, yoga. Um, and not just thinking, oh, I have to lift weights and kind of the mindset that I had before. And I'm really liking that transition. Yeah, we, we were actually speaking to um, a yoga teacher two days ago on uh, the podcast for episode five. She had a lot of things to say. She was a, um, oh, what was she, Elliot? A sp- spiritual? She was an Ayurveda consultant. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's uh, it's really interesting stuff. I mean, you can do so much at home. So many people rely on the gym nowadays. And uh, I think I, I would say, I've been saying it to a lot of people. After coronavirus, I mean, once lockdowns are lifted and people are back to normal, employers, households, everyone's going to be completely different in terms of where they go and what they do, how many people they employ. Companies are going to be acting completely different because they realize, yeah, they can save money. They don't need this many staff. They don't need this many people coming into the office. So many people can work from home now. Mm. And this is sort of that test to sort of um, give them that opportunity to try it, you know? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I actually don't even know if I'll join a gym when they open back up again. I've just been loving the home workouts. Also, I have a job and I work from home, whereas I know that they had an office in London and they basically just gotten rid of the space and everybody works from home now. Yeah, Mm, Like you said there, then you've been adapting to the, I mean, I guess we can call it home workout life. Would you say you developed or created a specific workout routine? Um, I did in the beginning. In the first lockdown, I was following Sarah's Day, who's one of my favorite YouTubers, her first ebook, and I followed it down to a T. Mm. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, but now I just kind of wake up and see what I feel like doing. I have started running as well, which is something I never thought I would say. I always hated running, but it gets me outside mm-hmm. and I've actually been really enjoying it. So I'll kind of just wake up and be like, oh, do I want to do a run? Do I want to do a hit circuit, Pilates? And I think that's the best way for me in this point in time to keep it sustainable. Because if I'm trying to force myself to do five HIIT workouts a week, it's not going to happen. I'm going to burn out um, and I'm not going to enjoy them. And that is the main part. So I just wake up and see how my body's feeling, what I feel like doing. And I do yeah. that. And you love the beach, right? I mean, you go to the beach quite a lot. I mean, do you live close to a beach now? or? Uh, when I was in Exeter, I was at the beach all the time. Yeah. Obviously, at the moment, I, I live about 40 minutes away from the beach, so oh. can't go to one at the moment. But 
Um, my boyfriend and I did a trip down to Cornwall before this lockdown, so oh, we were right. really lucky to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, you're right. I'm always at the beach. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's good. I mean, especially in the summer. I mean, now, I mean, it's nice. The sun's coming out a bit now. <laughs> Surprisingly, during winter. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people do miss the beach. I mean, I miss the beach, and it was just nice popping to Barry Island every sort of weekend. Even <laughs> even down there. I mean, it's just uh, it's it's these little things that just you know we're all gonna miss. But thank God that restrictions are looking to lift now in the future yeah it should be good um also tia you mentioned there about people who motivate you fitness wise Mm. i i I gotta ask who inspired you to start youtube was it anyone in particular or um definitely sarah's day right i just i love her i think that she is just so good at portraying balance and when I was younger, I, in my later teens, I loved like Whitney Simmons. I loved other YouTubers, but they're very much just about getting those aesthetic goals, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like I'm at a point in my fitness journey now where I look to people who have balance. And yeah, I loved the editing style that Sarah did. I love her vlogs. She does like a mixture of um, health and fitness stuff and just lifestyle yeah. stuff as well. So definitely she was the top person to inspire me to start mine ah okay well i mean what type so i mean in terms of content you make on youtube then because obviously you make um a lot of everything really you do a lot of vlogs sort of like a day-to-day life you do a lot of like uni tips for students and things like that in terms of like you uh exeter university um what other things do you try to make on your youtube channel i think at the moment i'm really trying to find my niche um i like you said i've tried out a load of different things i've done um, clothing hauls. I've done extra tips, lifestyle vlogs. Um, I've now got my first live workout going up on Friday, which I really enjoyed doing. Oh, so I definitely feel like that's a path I'm going to be going down. Um, so yeah. I don't know. It's all just part of a process and trying to find out where my channel fits in YouTube. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, I get you. So would you say then that you have any big plans for future content that you could potentially share with us? You know, any big <laughs> projects in the works or? Um, not, I think it's hard right now because, you know, the future is all a bit hazy. I have got a few staycation trips that I'm looking forward to going on this summer. So I'll kind of do ones on how to travel and stay healthy, just normal, um, staycation vlogs, that sort of thing. Um, but apart from that, I'm kind of just rolling with the punches, but definitely when life gets back to normal i would love to just sit down and really think about what i want to put out there yeah it's all up in the air right now isn't it i mean no one knows what's happening there's all these um talks about restrictions lifting but you just you don't want to risk anything and you don't want to sort of like commit to anything just yet until there's sort of like clarity um and yeah it's just like let's just fingers crossed things do get back to normal now in the next few months that'll be amazing but um do you do sort of because I know obviously you're you're linked to YouTube and you have Instagram and and things like that. Do you, do you use other social medias like do you use TikTok or Snapchat stories and things like that? I honestly feel like an old granny because I have <laughs> no idea how to use TikTok. I have tried. I just <laughs> it's not my thing. I feel like you're either a YouTube person or you're a TikTok person. I don't feel like many people are both. Um, so my two main social media platforms are Instagram and YouTube. I mean, I post on Instagram to promote my YouTube, but I definitely feel like that is my main platform. And I like to try and outsource to my Instagram um, as well as much as I can, because I love doing um, photography as well. 
Actually, no, that's a lie. My boyfriend loves being doing photography. I like being <laughs> in the pictures. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so, what does your boyfriend do then? Because obviously, we touched up on it just before the podcast. Uh, do you want to sort of like clarify what he sort of does? Yeah, so he's a videographer. So he did a year mm. in film school before deciding that actually he just wanted to go off and do it on his own. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So he has a freelance videography business. But he's reaching out now towards mm-hmm. other marketing aspects. And yeah, it's all very, very exciting. He's doing really well. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, yeah. I'll be working with him soon, probably in the BBC somewhere, <laughs> somewhere along the lines. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, who knows? Yeah. So would you say then, Tia, that your boyfriend played a massive role in inspiring you? Now, now, what I mean by this is because, you know, he's in the industry, he has all the equipment lying around and that. So did he give you that confidence and final push to say, yeah, go on, Tia, give it a go? a hundred percent he's gonna love this when he hears this um but yeah he definitely was the one that was like come on you've got this like you've got a passion Mm. you've got me to help you with the technical aspect there is nothing in your way stopping you from doing this and if you want it you just have to go get it and yeah his opinion in the beginning was the only one that really mattered to me and the fact that he was so encouraging and he helped me with all the stuff like the editing and helping me pick out a camera He's definitely my number one supporter. And yeah, I definitely, I, no shadow of a doubt, I would not have my channel if it wasn't for him. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's made me kind of think, you know, without getting too deep, yeah. what kind of stopped you from doing YouTube? Because as you said there, your boyfriend gave you that final push. Yeah. You know, if he didn't do that, do you still think you wouldn't have started YouTube at all? Or, yeah. Would, oh, it's such a hard question because I, I've been with him for years now. So it's hard to even picture if he wasn't you know, there egging me on. Um, okay, yeah. But uh, I think I definitely didn't, wouldn't have started it in school because I just was too nervous. And, you know, as any young teenage girl, I cared too much about what people thought. And I'd like to think that on my own, I would have, you know, had the guts to go and do it. But I really think it wasn't just the confidence. It was the technical side. And mm. yeah, so... Uh, who knows really but i'd yeah. like to think so yeah i 100% see where you're coming from with that and hopefully that wasn't too deep of a question because <laughs> you know the way society is it has become very judgmental and i'm no i'm probably going to sound like an oap when i say this but it's probably because of technology and social media i mean what what was it now theodore roosevelt said something like comparison is a thief of joy oh, you damn. know we compare ourselves all the time anyway i'm going to stop myself i'm ranting on <laughs> <laughs> so to bring it back to youtube real quick then tia What's a couple tips you can give people about starting their own YouTube channel? Yeah, definitely just don't think too much. You know, the first few videos are going to be scary to put out there. But then once you get going, you really just do it. Um, so, yeah, that would be my first thing would be don't overthink it. The second thing would be use any equipment you have available to you. I talked to this one other girl who does YouTube and she films on her phone and she also edits on her phone. And I don't know how she does this, but she does it amazingly. So really just if you want to do it, use whatever equipment that you have and just learn. But you have to have a love for it. If you're going to try and go into it for the money or for popularity, it's not going to work because people see right through that. So yeah, don't overthink it. Use whatever equipment you have and do it because you love it. Yeah, because I was watching one of your videos actually and what was really surprising was you're quite open and honest about how much you make from YouTube because YouTubers are normally quite secretive about how much they make. So fair play for you for being so open and honest about, you know, ad revenue, CPM and stuff like that. 
were you surprised that you started to make some revenue as quick as you did or yeah I mean that was the one question that I just couldn't find the answer to anywhere because I really think it varies from person to person so I was very you know happy to be open be like look this is how much I earn. I'm squeaky clean. I don't swear on my channel. My CPM, I'm not actually sure what it is, but it's probably quite high. Um, and then once you have a thousand subscribers, you can monetize. And yeah, like I've mentioned, that one video that's got quite a lot of views is the one that gets me most of my money. But it's really interesting to see how much each video gets. So yeah. Mm, I guess it fluctuates though, right? Because it all depends on the views and if they watch the ad or not. I, I actually don't know. I, I mean, I do have a YouTube channel myself, but I don't do it properly. I normally just post <laughs> songs or projects I do, but it's interesting to hear because it's not really out there or really known by a lot of people. Yeah. YouTubers you support, I mean, YouTubers you really support just don't skip the ad. <laughs> yeah. Helps them out a lot, you know. Um, I found that with my YouTube channel. I mean, I was making like pence, you know. <laughs> I mean, I think I was... 5p a vid, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah something like that. I, there was a few videos that made a few quid, but I mean, it's just mainly it was just sort of pence, you know. Um, and it, yeah, it's all about the ads, viewings and things like that as well. And I use so much... It's so annoying with YouTube now because there's so much like copyright involved with it. And I used so many copyright songs back in the day when it wasn't so much of like a copyright policy on YouTube. Not, I mean, it was, but it wasn't so vivid. And uh, when I used that back then, only now am I getting copyright strikes on all my videos. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> but um, you've got to be careful with it. Yeah, YouTube's changed, man. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking to myself now, Tia, would you say then that being a full-time YouTuber is your aspiration? Or do you want to do that on the side as like a passive income? Like, what's really the goal in mind with that? Yeah. So yeah. my goal, obviously, is to grow it as much as I can. And I definitely think consistency is going to be the key to that. And I just have to accept that it's going to take years of work. But ultimately, that is where I want to be. I want to, you know, make enough income from YouTube to kind of pass me by. But then I also want to have side businesses as well that kind of branch off from it. So I'd love to come out with my own fitness ebook or a recipe book or something like that. But I'm also really interested in social media management and that sort of thing. So I think after uni, I will probably go into something social media related carry on doing my youtube and just hope it takes me somewhere yeah yeah that's the best attitude to have really that's the thing i mean if you treat youtube like you said earlier if you treat youtube like a full-time job or if you treat it like you want to make an income and only an income you're just not going to get anywhere you've just got to sort of let that happen by itself if you know what i mean and still stay committed if you're not enjoying it there's no point of doing it but if you're enjoying it stay committed and then one day it could just blow up i mean yours is blowing up i mean it's only been a year out and you've almost got like two and a half thousand subscribers so I mean, I don't know if I would call it blowing up. But <laughs> I would, it's doing really well. So <laughs> Something I was told was that, you know, organic growth is 100% better than just blowing up on one video. Because say my first video, for example, blew up and it got, I, I don't know, half a million views. I look back at my old video and I cringe. I do not want half a million <laughs> people seeing that. I want to grow organically so mm. that when my content is at a point where I am truly happy with it, then it can potentially reach wider mm, audiences. Mm, mm. It won't be long until you have your YouTube plaque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not too long, hopefully. And, yeah. you know, it makes a lot of sense, as you mentioned earlier, about how many views you get and you only upload stuff for you. Yeah. Have you ever really felt pressured or, I guess, obliged to feel like you have to consistently upload or...? I mean, I set myself this deadline of Monday and Friday. So if it gets to Thursday and I haven't got a video, I start panicking. <laughs> 
definitely. Um, but uh, I think it depends on different times in my life. Sometimes I'm like, oh, why am I only posting twice a week? I could post four times and then other times I'm struggling to get one up a week. So it really just fluctuates. But there is a huge pressure from myself, from nobody else, but just myself because I want it so badly. Yeah, you're um, hungry for it, so it makes sense. It's sort of like a guilt behind it, isn't it? Like, in a way, I mean, when you have your own YouTube channel, you just feel guilty about not uploading, even though it's not upsetting anyone. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't think uploading four times a week is possible. You, you'd burn yourself out, no matter how creative you are. You, you might be able to maintain it for a month max, but no one's doing that, surely. I think... You know, what you're doing right now is phenomenal. You're doing what's right for you. Personally, uploading two quality videos is way better than uploading four okay ones. <laughs> so just keep it up. You're doing such a class job. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. That was amazing though. Thank you so much for coming on, Tia. It was honestly much appreciated. And uh, fingers crossed now your channel does um, start, you know, that continuing that growth. And, uh, you know, best of luck to you and um, everything else you do. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been a really fun experience. I've never done a podcast before, so this is really fun. And yeah, all the best to you both as well. I can tell that this is going to go somewhere. So I guess we both just got to keep, you know, carrying on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned for the Chatterbox podcast where we'll be broadcasting every week on Mondays. So please do get in touch and please do follow us on Twitter at The Chatterbox and we will keep you informed. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care and good night.